1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote,
2: find an agent at amfam.com.
0: episode for the travelers is over but we are just getting started here on post show recaps my name is grace but of course i'm not alone first somebody who definitely knows how to use a computer it's dm philly philly how you doing
2: good so good i'm not great with the touchscreen, though grace
0: <laughs> there's no keyboard where's the I keyboard smashed can i smashed the screen really hard can i print how do i print ma'am uh claudia in the library one of my favorite all time Sorry, for real. Uh, her just like trying to figure out how to use computer because it's not like computers were like really like I was born in ninety one, so I guess I don't really know, but like computers were around eighties, right? Like, yeah, not, but not which, really. It
2: was rare that everybody had a personal computer. Like I had an Apple two GS growing up, and like straight up as a child of the eighties, like I hate the touchscreen culture. <laughs> I am Claudia with every touchscreen. Like I do like a keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like yeah. smash the thing. I love them. Hey, you're tied design. up in the caves.
0: <laughs> you're tied up in the caves, Ariel. Shush. <laughs> That was actually going to be my intro. Oh, did for you. We it's him there oh, overnight. We yeah, I had to untie him overnight. from the caves. Yeah, it's
1: aerial. <laughs> that's that's totally fair because my intro was going to be asking you how to print. So you already <laughs> done that. So <laughs> fair is fair. It uh, is. But pressure. I have a game
0: we don't talk about it enough as podcasters when like you have a bit and you kind of know that there's a potential that other people are going to use the bit at the yeah. start of the show. I get full advantage by getting to introduce you to, by getting you do. carte blanche, basically unless rich uses something before I get a chance to introduce you, Ariel. So
1: that's true. It's true. No, people don't talk about out. the stress of it. Yeah. <laughs> We should have a podcast about just that specific part of. Podcasting.
0: Yeah, and we'll do. We'll bring back media we'll be like, it's very stressful when you want to oh, make the yeah. joke from the episode mm-hmm. and somebody else cuts you off with it. Yeah. It's a real dance. If I
2: could show you the number of crossed off jokes that <sighs> get like yeah. just sh- like you know yes. completely ambushed by you, Grace.
0: You rewatch you the, the episode. You're like, I'm looking for a number two just in case my number <laughs> one gets. <laughs> <approached>. <laughs> Who else is here? Reveal yourselves, other bits, please. <laughs> uh we're talking about the travelers a big episode a big a big reveal to end the episode a fun one i really like it i i there's a i love the uh adult kid dynamic that we get going in this episode with the kids uh going to the caves and the adults in the bunker uh with mm-hmm. all like separate information um it's very fun make sure you subscribe pushrecaps.com dark and make sure you give your feedback pushrecaps.com dark feedback but rich what do you make of the travelers
2: It's a really good episode. I was so high on last week's, you know. I I think that um, having watched the show a couple of times through, it's easy to overlook how powerful this one is on a first watch. Like, I think it's got a little bit less juice for me on revisiting than some other dark episodes. But it's such a revelation on the first pass, right? I mean, it really, like, blows your mind. I think it frames what's going to play out through the back half of this season really well. Um, And it gives us some context and, like, creates all of these questions that will, like, drive through right to the end of, of the series, right? Uh, the Travelers is a strong one.
0: What do you make of the Travelers, Ariel? The, the episode, not the group um, in particular. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: now that I've escaped from this cave right. and I'm all right. muddied or right. the dirty... Uh, they
0: really tie him up. They really great. tie him
1: up. I, th- I think that alone might push me into the finally giving Dark this dark episode of three mm-hmm. like, uh, on our scores because... That alone, it's like finally somebody somebody gave Bartosz what he deserved,
0: and it comes kind of at a moment where we're all kind of like, oh, Bartosh might not be as bad as we think, but it's a time right. up, yeah. What a what like, a douchebag. Aha,
1: we are reacting uh-huh. to you to other shitty things you've done. Uh, I love this episode. Like Rich said, there's there's so many things that that feel so important now on a rewatch, and you really do get. It feels evenly split in a way that's really cool. I got my darling Marta back. We get, I had forgotten, even though you literally mentioned it, Grace, on the last yeah, pod, like I had forgotten that we mm-hmm. didn't see Jonas at all. So we pick up yeah. right where we left off with him mm-hmm, when he had, right. you know, gone into the into the uh floating orb. Uh so it's just it's it's super efficient. And I think it might be uh, Bobby, the finale was it's one of the longer dark episodes so far. It's a yep, full it's a hour, hour. Yeah. uh, usually it's like in the 50s, 50s minutes. So no, I he goes that to the 20s. Oh, god,
2: <laughs> we <laughs> go <laughs> to the 20s via the 50s. That's right, that's right, that's <laughs> thank true.
0: Thank <laughs> the 2050s, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Yeah, sorry to end your really good point with the stupid joke. No, uh, it's fine. Classic, classic me.
2: I'm just pissed because I have that joke written down. Crazy. Uh, yeah, sorry, you, you, cross it it it, yeah. you cross it off. You
0: cross it off. Yeah. Once we get in the episode, no, so, you know, yeah, <laughs> just start firing them. Got
1: to tie that joke up sometimes. Yeah,
0: that's right. Uh, all right. Should we recap the episode? Uh, we do start immediately where we leave off. Jonas is in the field, gasping for air, and he buries his hazmat suit under a big lock. I like that he doesn't. <laughs> He, so where did he get this big log he i'm sorry to go on such a tangent so early in the episode but he just like has a big lo- a big stump that he found it's just and a he, stump
2: he's in the dude, woods he there's always a couple of road then...
0: stumps i would i mean that would be a very fun
2: scene of Jonas just like digging the stump out that's what he was doing for all of episode that's three why he's
1: he was chopping the tree down yeah. and then he has to use and then he has to separate the log pieces is wild, well. yeah. Jonas do better
0: yeah but i love that i like he I, i'm about to say he has a leg wound and a neck wound that he throws up but two men find him is what i like and uh they ask what he's doing here they think that he's probably a prisoner of war and they offer something to ease his earner will feed you after he says nonsense and he passes by a bunch of people doing some farm work and we do get a a, a name drop here where agnes is the little girl sweeping um what do you think of the jump to 1921 because i feel like the show rich gives off this idea like we can go 33 years back in time we can go Mm -hmm. 33 years into the future um and and then and and obviously we break that the beginning of season two with like we're really in the future but then they break it again by going like super far into the past
2: I love it. It's so, um, it pulls to like some of the scenes we got in 1899, right? Uh, but, but I think once mm-hmm. we drop into this field with the wheat, this kind of like golden hue, the whole like color palette shifts so wildly that it's like jarring as we follow Jonas and And, and honestly, I do love the beat that he leads up against the tree and vomits. Like this yeah. guy just time traveled through yeah. like an anomaly of radioactive waste. He's got yeah. a gunshot wound. He was nearly hung. Like, yeah, take a moment for yourself. You know what I mean? Purge all this like bad juju Jonas you gotta do what you gotta do the whole vibe yeah. of these guys like oh you're a refugee from the war you know you look like you've been through some real effed up shit Jonas yeah. I thought where you looking like, at Eastern be...
0: Front like oof bad yeah. Oh, yeah I thought
2: that was gonna be your opening for me Grace like you look like you've been <laughs> through some real effed up stuff uh, and so I just I I love how like quickly it cements us as viewers in like a little bit of a weird spot yeah. we're very like what is going on this does not compute And that puts us so back in Jonas's point of view, I think, which is a really like effective kind of drop back in his story after we we like left him aside for a week, right?
0: Would it have worked? I mean, we do miss a whole episode with him. Would it have in terms of for me, it's so hard because I'm watching this for like this season, I think for the like Fourth time i think is, is what my number is on this and so it's kind of like yeah obviously now he's in 1921 and uh but i wonder if on the like binge if it's like that's only an hour that you're gonna like miss between him going through the thing and then showing up but how much that like the reveal of it being 1921 i do love he has he's scarfing down his stew and they're asking him all those questions he does ask my favorite question it's your other favorite than, Greg, other than why not forest road I thought of you
2: <laughs> i have a triple what? underline
0: this is a weird question but what year is it <laughs> They all laugh at
2: him like
0: "Ah, this Uh, guy, you know? Yeah, so we really didn't talk about mental health, like post-traumatic stress from the war at this time. But yeah, 1921. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this this is is right after the Great War Ariel.
1: The Great War. Uh my favorite. Uh, (laughs) or the one I know least about. Sorry, that's a bit from something else. Uh the I just love that he, how careful he is because of all the timelines he has been in and all the timelines we have yeah. seen. This is definitely the weirdest place and time to ask what year it is,
0: I think. Mm-hmm. Risky, risky business. Yeah. Um, so it's 1921. Uh, Erin is going to get uh, Agnes to tell her brother to go get the, the room ready. She's going to head upstairs. We obviously know that that's, uh, that's Hannah, says Noah. And we cut to June 24th. It's 2024 days until the apocalypse. And Marta is having this dream that she's had before with, with Jonas. I think we're a perfect match. Never believe anything else. And then she wakes up and she's crying. And it's very sad. Ariel. It's like, she's so sad.
1: She is devastated. The, like the, the despair. First of all, my Marta, I'm so happy to have her back. Uh I missed my Mara, her. You know, Mara. I miss her. No, listen, no one's Marta. She's not even real. Okay. <laughs> Enough with this. None of them are real. That's true. Uh, she, the it like, I, I just feel for her. I, you already know I'm a fan of her crying when she was crying in the play. and then she I'm a fan of down. her crying.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on. Hold on.
1: Right. Out of context, that's strange. She's such a good crier, the performance. Uh, and it's just real real desperation real
0: despair i wrote in my notes my poor marta i'm here for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really weird when i was watching and marta's crying and then ariel comes in and hugs her that was so strange. i said
1: i just so want to moment. give her a hug and then i wrote best crier on the show <laughs> i mean i think so i mean one of certainly one of
0: yeah uh so we cut to this police sketch of stranger Jonas and waller's telling clausen that charlotte has called in sick he says oh well the pleasure is is yours today <laughs> you have a car right then he says he says yes he says ah wunderbar uh, i caught the german this time because it's the best german word Wonderbar's the best German word, right? It, it's a um, pretty
2: good one, yeah. This, yeah. like, buddy cop dynamic of Waller and Clausen is, like, an underrated gem of season two, you know? And these two throughout the episode is quite something. And uh, just to, like, Marta's crying, this is, like, the beginning of her slow journey from, like, her grief becoming, like, real rage, you know? Marta's yeah. going through, like, her own uh, metamorphosis that starts, I think, this episode.
1: Yeah, yes, and I should, we should call out very briefly, I guess, that The theoretically, the dream is sex that they have had, but we haven't seen, right? Yes. We don't see them until I think it's episode six of season two. Yes. And he says to her, but I think she's getting confused, right? Because future Jonas, out of time, Jonas says, I think we're a perfect match By the when they're still by the lake. And then they have sex after that. But she's having sex with her times Jonas, but she has no idea that those are two different people. Yeah. Yep. So I just love that she's like all it's Just a
2: mishmash. It's just a mishmash of, of it's, different times. It's types. great. It works. Like again, with this, like how on board we are as viewers here. Like this is the halfway point of season two, and I think at this point, a lot of people were like we're feeling armed with the information, and like okay, we're figuring out what's going on. Especially last week was such like good setup for Claudia and this journey that she's going on. And I think like you can come out of episode three feeling a bit like okay, I know what's going on, and episode four does such a good job being like. Do you though do you um and and really
0: like putting us into our place a little bit that way i mean episode four i feel like is 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 a big reveal like it, not a big reveal episode but everybody's doing stuff this episode mm-hmm. like, everybody's moving around and we don't have like last week if last week is very like conversational right of like people coming together have conversations this is like everybody's on a mission to to do something this episode i feel like um charlotte is looking f- at things in her granddad's shop and finds the blueprint for the time machine before the phone rings and it's Hannah who is calling her, so she's just gonna head to Hannah, and and so we cut to Stranger Jonas is at the the house. Uh, and Errol, did you know he stops right at the the spot where Marta will die and he looks. You down. know yeah. that I was like, yes, look at the yeah. trauma spot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible and sad, but it's also what struck me about it was just how every day it is for him because clearly he's been here for a little bit it's just part of his process he comes down the stairs he looks at marta's death spot and then he's gonna go smell the milk as he does seemingly in every timeline at every age yeah he's gonna smell the
0: milk he's gonna look at the picture of his parents he's gonna open the tin rich to find a gun and the passport Hannah's gonna come downstairs and be like hey that's complicated you gotta close that box we don't yeah, want to talk how about that.
2: breakfast. You want breakfast? <laughs> okay. I'll make you breakfast. And I love that her idea of breakfast is like toasting bread. That like clocks so well. What for else Amanda, do you do with right? bread? Toast Hawaii? It's yeah, just none Hawaii. of the Hawaiian ingredients. I thought for a minute, like, wait, does she get a bench at toast Hawaii? Uh, the whole notion of of stranger Jonas being in this house with the trauma spot, as I think it's officially just been dubbed, um, is so interesting to me because it is this moment that he's waiting for, and like, it's so yeah. the metaphor of the whole show of yeah. like him waiting for this thing that he knows is going to happen that he desperately just wants to stop, but he cannot stop it, and yeah. like being there for all this time is completely irrelevant because at the instant that everything goes down, like you will be impotent to cause any kind of change. Uh, The beat of him, like drinking the milk and sniffing the milk, it's all like so good. The way that it just ties us right back immediately to the beginning. And the Jonas, like it, it just like makes Andreas Beachman like 20 years younger immediately 100%. that like stepping up to the fridge and the sniff. And like, you can imagine it, you know, there's all these weird vibes. Like you go back and stay in your family's house during a holiday weekend, like all these, things, these patterns of your life there once upon a time can like come flooding back so quickly, you know, really tracks for me
0: no it is true like you go and you're like you know you make a cut it's like oh yeah that's where the milk is, you know that's oh that's where you put those things like you fall into these little patterns like for me and my parents they don't even live in the same house we did but it's like that's where the stuff is at my parents house.
2: it's the same exact thing every time i go home i just was home for easter like oh yeah that's where my high school sweetheart was killed by a future version of
0: me it's really it's not we're gonna get real dark there i mean we are (laughs) real dark but yeah um so Martin Magnus uh, are they're talking about what are we gonna do with mom? They said don't know. And the phone rings, uh, but uh, Francisca and Elizabeth come over. I guess it's, I guess the phone does it. Is that the do- is it the doorbell? And they just come is That what happens? yeah, sorry I got them mixed up. Uh, Magnus and Francisca go to talk, and she says, "I love that. This. this is great. I expect an apology, but I shouldn't have said what I said." And she extends her hand for a handshake. It's so good. We're um, even. We're even. And they brought. she brought Elizabeth because the parents haven't been home for two days. And, and Mag, because like, this is her, like, I'm not babysitting. And uh, like, why is everyone acting so weird and Magnus wants to go to the caves. Yeah.
1: When they first walk in, this was wild to me. You know I am a Marta stan, always will be. This is horrific behavior from her. When Elizabeth yeah. waves at her and Marta's like, ugh, side eye. Like, what? You can't even say hello to this child? This is horrible. I yeah. wrote down... Marta, shame on you, but I still love you. Wow.
2: I well, mean, I'll just knock her Mar- down for an LVB point right now for me. Know, like set it cetera. Marta <laughs> yeah. and Francisca meeting too. It's like uh, it's yeah. like Jerry and Newman, right? Of like yeah. Marta, Francisca. <laughs> the pair of them have like such like. They're such like veiled contempt. Sister in yeah. absolutely no patience for any of this. And Francisca, I mean, except for the black hole in her butt, like really, yeah, just like, pro tier. Like like partnering. This is so mature of her. If she's like, you're a jerk. You're a crappy boyfriend. Also, my bad. <laughs> I went a little bit too far. Let's shake on it. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's so such good. A masterful moment. And Magnus is like
0: just such a knucklehead. This kid, you know, like, but he, I, he's got the maps. He's going to go, let's go figure out. We got everyone's acting weird. Let's answer some questions. I like this for Magnus. This is what I mean when people are doing stuff. Magnus mm-hmm. is doing stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We're driving the narrative forward for sure. I mean, there's obviously like this mirror too, right? If the whole scene opens with them being like, what are we going to do about our mom? As yeah. like Katerina is spiraling completely out of control. And like two of their family are actually missing because they yeah. have been lost in time while like Francisca and Elizabeth, they're like, no, our parents have basically just abandoned us and like ceased parenting us entirely because they're obsessing on time travel right
0: now. You know? It's true. That um happens. So in 1921, Jonas wakes up. He's been bandaged up. He's got the thing around his neck. So it's very noticeable to me. Um, And someone is like, you slept for nearly 24 hours. (laughs) You know, just sitting there. Uh, People say, Aaron, I can't say no to stray dogs. Uh, But Jonas says, I'm in the wrong place. This isn't right and uh hannah tells him i pictured you differently um and just like why did you say that what does it mean and Hanno just smiles and leaves the room and yona sees the sick mundus s uh, art on the wall and he grabs his things he's like i'm i'm getting out of here and He passes agnes on the way downstairs
2: he's making a hustle to go
1: spallowing doing
0: things rich
1: mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. trying uh i didn't know is is Hanno eating an apple here I knife. know he's
0: eating an apple
1: outside the cave. I can't
2: remember yeah. if he's eating an I apple think he here, is so. here too. I think yeah, he's eating dude loves apples. Here, Yes. All and apples. like
1: the image. I thought of it a few episodes ago and I didn't mention it because, you know, we we talk about enough things sometimes. We don't need to mention every single thought we have, but uh the idea of like uh Noah chasing knowledge, like eating the apple, you know, the, mm-hmm. the significance of the apple. And even when he was young, he was trying and he still in his older age will not come to know the full truth until he discovers all the pages. Uh, I think that's that's, that's fascinating. It's, also, it's
0: the forbidden fruit, right? So it's yeah. like the thing you actually shouldn't be, to, you know, you should not be. Well, that's why his, it's forbidden. Right? It's got the knowledge, right? right? I think it's, right. uh, yeah. It's super
1: and the fact that he's eating with a knife, like he could turn around and stab his nemesis, Jonas, yeah. at any he's time. He's so
0: weird here, Hannah. I think Eric Divestein wrote in a little bit about Noah. I'll get to it later, but just like, like why did you smile weird like that? <laughs> well,
2: this is one of like the few moments that Hannah has power. That's uh, true. Like, especially Hannah, when we're looking at like this young version of him, he is so manipulated by literally everybody in his life all over the place to the extent that he's got to kill his own father, like you talk about ptsd this kid's got some like real trauma happening and like this is one of the few moments where he knows more and can be like older noah to him of like i know all these things and you will in time too (laughs) like knowing yeah right
0: there's a moment later where he's uh you know gonna be like so you're a traveler And he's like no not yet but will be so he knows he knows that he becomes noah right you know Mm -hmm. he knows we have to presume he knows you become noah Yes. I mean, you're a traveler, dude. You know, own up. You're a traveler. It's not yet. What do you mean? I guess because he hasn't traveled. Is that it? I haven't. Yes. Tra- he hasn't traveled. Yet. He's a very literal guy, you know, Bible thumper. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Claudia just being a boss with the time machine briefcase. She just goes to the plant in, in 2020. She's like, I'm looking for someone named Claudia Tiedemann. <laughs> They're like, no, Alexander Tiedemann runs this place. Claudia Tiedemann was missing a while ago. Like, oh, oh okay. Um... And so Klausen and Alexander are chatting. This is the first interview of the day. And they're talking about why he didn't want Ulrich on the grounds. After Fukushima, the safety standards were raised and can't let anyone stroll. And his suspicions were unfounded. They talk about the door in the cave. It was installed in the 80s and wielded shut. Uh, And then Klausen starts talking about how it's strange that everyone who was born here uh, always stays. It seems odd a town of this size. But Alexander says the power plant always took care of people. Clausen just like straight up opens his computer. (laughs) (laughs) I love. And uh, says, you're not from here. You came around the same time that Mads Nielsen disappeared. And uh, says, it probably doesn't matter. He goes to leave, but he comes back and asks why he took his wife's name. The Tiedemann shaped this town. He wanted to keep the name alive. And he asks what is your real name? And he responds, Alexander Kohler. Uh, And yeah, and then they're going to go see Hannah Conwald.
1: I love Waller's face when uh, when Klausen opens the computer, like you said, because yeah. I mean, we know now. Right. Of like he's the only reason he's here is because of of uh, of Alexander. Alexander. But it's yeah. just like he's like to Waller, he's being weird. But like still, they're just investigating this thing. And then you didn't like,
0: have a warrant oh, to, to open that computer. What? Waller's like, what the
2: F? Like, it's that me, the gif of the guy being like that. It's
0: wild. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Waller is like the perfect avatar for us of like watching Klaus and especially because Waller is in this impossible position of like, he's being paid off by Alexander and has been That's like true. performing all manner of criminal activities so like they that. both have this incredible power over him, like he is in an absolute vice right here, you know there's just nowhere for him to go and he's like, he's just so put off and our reactions to Klaus and I mean at least mine are very like, what is this guy doing, like what a pair on him He just, like, walks around like he owns everywhere and has this very, like, intimidating vibe for, like, a kind of small guy, you know? It just is a whole mood.
0: I mean, to I think in my watch of the, at this point in my first watch, I think that while I definitely didn't think Alexander was as bad as he was, I think I still had big suspicions on Alexander because he uh, the passport stuff is like like there is like it does feel like a mystery that the show is maybe leaving for a later reveal of like where did he come from before who did he kill like we never really know any of that information and so I do feel like I feel like there is a way in which like while Klausen. Is kind of he's been a jerk to Charlotte, but for me on the first watch, like, yeah, I mean, I think Alexander is hiding something. So, like, yeah, go off, bro, you know. Uh, And now on the rewatch, you're just like, nah, you're so just singly tracked on like this man who has nothing to really to do. With anything else that's happening.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, especially, like, all the weird, specific idiosyncratic details to Clausen. Like, the more, like, you know, you, you go back and comb the internet archives of people first watching this show. And they're like, he's a time traveler. Yeah. He can't drive. Why is he obsessing a yeah. Claudia yeah. later? What's yeah. going on? Which are very reasonable, like... Theories to pin on this guy in the midst of this show, but the fact that he's like one of the very few grounded people pursuing his like motivation on like a pretty reasonable point is just like yeah, someone's presenting his
0: brother. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fair to figure out the answer to that question, you know? Yeah, yeah. When he asks yeah. him at
2: the end, "What's your
1: name?" and he says the name, and he's like, he, his face kind of twitches. I was like,
0: oh, that's his brother.
1: They say anything else? Say literally anything yeah.
0: else? Yeah. Um. So, uh, stranger Jonas asks, is, is with Hannah, asks why has the gun, and the passport. And she says it's insurance. And I love Jonas clocking like, oh, blackmail. You mean blackmail. You're blackmailing someone. Like I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not insurance, blackmail mom. Uh, mm. and then there's a knock at the door and she's like, I'm so sorry. I have to tell someone. And Charlotte comes in and she's like, this is Jonas. He knows where my Jonas is. And also where Ulrich is. Uh, he's the man from the hotel. She's like, who are these people? Uh, looking at the picture. I I like, she's like, oh, I I wanted him to be like, oh, the one in the middle, that's me. That's future me. Uh, The man with the weird face, that's going to be me. That's Noah up there. Oh, Um, and there's me
1: again, a different me. It's complicated. Uh, I love
0: that's your dad. (laughs) (laughs) That's your son in law. Uh...
1: I love right before Charlotte shows when, up when he asks Hannah, who are you? I'm like, yeah. yes, nice to meet you, mom. You're finally getting to know who Hannah is. And like, she's yeah. obviously changing. He is obviously changing her worldview, whether he knows it or not. Something we'll yeah. come back to or I'll come back to later. Um, but the, I kind of love how, I mean, maybe I would love to hear if you both picked up on this as well. Like stranger Jonas is a little bit scared at first before he knows it's Charlotte. Cause he's like, who could it possibly be? Like, I don't want, someone to know I'm here or whatever but then once he knows it's Charlotte he's kind of like childlike and meek in a way and I'm like okay maybe it's because right like she was the police chief when he was a kid so he kind of Mm -hmm. like returns to that but it was just it was fascinating to watch him be like that
2: I love that vibe as well. And the whole beat of like, who are you, right? We're we're so tied into this theme of like, you never really know who your parents are. I find myself talking about this on like so many other shows as we're in the middle of this dark rewatch on the other podcast that I'm doing here, because it's this really powerful idea and it's very much resonating in real time with Jonas as he's like, what? Like what? You've been blackmailing somebody presumably the entirety of my <laughs> life and like, you are totally cool with this and don't even want to tell me anything, right? And, and then And she says, like, who are you? You know, she gives it right back to him. And there's a moment of, like, absolute, like, kind of darkness between them of Jonas, Mm -hmm. like, clarifying his opinion of this woman that is, like, should be his mother, protection, comfort, sucker. And then all all of this of, like, Charlotte coming in and, like, they tell her this, like, mind bending thing and she's just like immediately like yeah 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 okay great i have this picture of time travelers who is this tell me what's going on and hannah gives her this look from behind of like seething fury and rage that Mm -hmm. she is like not shocked by any of this already knows like way more than she should it's such a fascinating like level of emotional responses because yonas like being like intimidated like who did you tell and then charlotte coming in and him like okay let's get into it then like mm-hmm. I, I do love that beat ariel uh, it's I love all it too. it's all very nuanced i think
0: yeah so he's gonna say it's sick mundus so the travelers and charlotte says well then there's something you should see so the kids headed to the cave elizabeth doesn't want to go in that's where four kids disappeared but francisca tells her don't worry stay with me and do what i say can nice
2: we just give Elizabeth you know, some props for being, like, yeah, the only reasonable yeah. one of these idiots? Like, you really want to go? Four children just disappeared.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the youngest point. one here. I don't want to pull a disappear. Yeah, and I know it's wild that she's like, okay, I'll stick close to you, Francesca. That's the person with the black hole on her butt, so you stay away <laughs> from <her." laughs>
1: got her again uh, could got have her, again. her in
2: there i mean yeah. I, yeah I wonder if she's like uh you know i don't want to get disappeared that like obnoxious boy mickle used to disappear yeah. things all the time i'm over yeah. it yeah
0: yeah uh so at the winden library uh claudia goes and asks somebody like i want to you know the town's history and like all been digitalized for the last 30 years she's like okay cool where do i find that uh she heads to the computer she's looking for an on button it just turns on then she's looking for a keyboard uh it's a touchscreen. And I love, uh, we've all been there. She just immediately searches her own name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love, I mean, first of all, shouts, we already briefly mentioned it, but shouts to her outfit. Yeah. This is, as yeah. you said already, Grace, this is easily my favorite, uh, at least stylized Claudia of all the different Claudias. It's and. Good. The coat is amazing. I yeah. think for me personally, my mom had a coat like this when I was a kid growing up. So it mm-hmm. like particularly hits. It just it's like feels the London
2: like... fog raincoat. Yeah. Very classic. specific
1: of a time with those sunglasses and the hair. Yeah, oh, I love it. And speaking of my mom, the way she is like. Claudia, your so... mom? No. <laughs> speaking of Claudia and my mom, the way she so violently is tapping the screen yeah, feels very real world to yeah. like an older person.
2: I mean, uh, this library, first of all, is absolutely incredible. It's I'm a huge cool. like library fan, but this is a really sophisticated library. Right? Bad. Um, I, I just absolutely love her grandma energy. It's like, I don't understand digital. What are you talking about? The outfit is like, so iconic, the trench coat, like the whole vibe, everybody being a little dismissive, the girl next to like, if yeah, it is no keyboard and she's able to I like, confer from context clues, how to type. And like, I'm joking, but, um, I mean, I live on computers and like, God, I'm bad at touch screen you guys I really am like <laughs> I do feel like Claudia was like channeling major like me energy at this moment and I sympathize so much but uh yeah the revelations as she's like going back like looking for her family right she's yeah. looking at Regina she's looking at her father what happened to Egon Uh, and this is going to set in motion like this whole very tragic arc that she will follow from here on yeah. out
0: right yeah she'll find out that Re- Regina and Alexander get married uh, the Hill Hotel opens and closes and when she searches for Aegon she finds out that he dies in his apartment on June 27th just a few days and she does ask can I print um, to the girl who Sprint.
1: laughed at her, but yeah. she's she's smart. She's like, she's I'm just so gonna cool. ask this
0: person. Yeah.
1: Uh, I do. Lo- I will just say, in your not that you need any defending, Rich, but in your defense, I'm a super super big fan of like the old school clickety clackety keyboard. I don't yes. know it besides that. I have a coworker who went and bought one, and sometimes when he's not in his office, I'll just
2: go into his office for ten seconds and press on just, it just and then walk. Clickety clack. Sounds like you got a nice, like, yeah. a cherry key mechanical keyboard right there. Good piece of a gaming <laughs> hardware. I support uh-huh. it. Uh, yeah, Grace has been subjected to way too much of my typing on my phone. And so you know how, yeah. like, uh, undecipherable that could be. I might as well be typing German at that point. <laughs> it's tough. I have trouble yeah. with those screens. Yeah. yeah
0: they're tough, yeah.
2: <laughs> That's the real um, great war.
0: Yeah, so clausen <laughs> and Waller are gonna go to the Conwald house. Uh, I, again, just the brazen looking through people's information. He just starts looking through Waller's book that's labeled appointments. Uh, <laughs> says, "What do you know about Hannah? Well, her husband killed himself. No one understands why she married him. Rumor was she had an affair with Ulrich." Uh, Klaus asks, "Did Mrs. Nielsen know?" Waller's like. I don't know, man. I don't really get involved with this stuff. I don't know. He just shrugs, <laughs> and then Waller's like, "Can I? Can I ask you something? How did you get this position? Did you volunteer?" <laughs> Klaus is being like, "Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> I did volunteer for this position. Exactly. Yeah."
2: He's so scary and intense, this little guy, <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> Like, yes.
2: Klaus just controls the scene, every scene that he's in. He's so intimidating and
0: menacing. It's very fun. Um, he'd play a good Bond villain, I think. If we could get oh, a million percent um, Klausen yeah. as the next Bond villain whenever Bond comes back. So we're in the we're at the cabin, we're in the bunker, uh Hannah looking at all the papers, picture of Ulrich in nineteen fifty-three. Peter says Claudia told him and Trante what to do. It made no sense, but it was the only thing that made sense. I really love that. Love that. Um, line. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you knew about Michael and Ulrich. And he gets the notebook. She gave it to us. It's all in here. It's all about the children who disappeared when. Things about time travel, symbols and tables we don't understand. But the last few pages are missing. They ask if Katarina knows. And they say, you have to tell her. And Charlotte says, OK, but I'll do it.
1: It's crazy that it's Hannah, right, Rich, that says that.
0: Hannah it's says, crazy to me. Katarina I was
2: curious what you guys uh, like, what do you think her motivation is here? Is she just being like extra cruel? Is it like, because it doesn't seem actively cruel. It seems like one of the few things that Hannah does out of like, I mean, we every time we go back to the 80s, we see that like a young Hannah really wanted to be friends with Katarina to a mm-hmm. degree. She admired her. She wanted to kind of be her maybe. I mean, that it evolves into like this very dysfunctional energy that the pair of them had. But do you feel like it's like actual mother wife who's like no this woman deserves to know the truth or is this just like the twisting of the knife of like remember your husband and your son both of whom i had affairs with like they're oh. both gone and you will never see them again but i did um.
0: <laughs> the, the the piece about like because like by this point they don't really say but like um they'll learn like she'll learn that like mickle is her husband and so i feel like that piece i mean I don't know. Part of me wants to be the optimist and say that Hannah doesn't do it to be spiteful to Gannarina and is literally being like, this is big information that probably anybody needs to know this. It's Katarina. But boy, Hannah's pretty evil all the time. So
1: she is. But the, the interesting thing about Hannah to me is like we see her. She is she does so many things that are very objectively evil or bad. But she's not acting that way at all times. So I think it's interesting to think about it almost as like a pendulum swinging, Mm -hmm. and like sometimes, and it very much swings very far in the evil direction. But sometimes the humanity does take over. To me, in the context of Rich, you were mentioning this a little bit of like her. uh, I've been fascinated on this rewatch of like her her worldview changing, and it being one of the few characters that were kind of tracing her. Uh, her facial reactions, like when she's first learns, you know, Jonas comes to her, a stranger Jonas comes to her. She learns and she's like, breaks down crying. Then he, the scene early in this episode where, where Charlotte, where she learns that Charlotte already knew and we watch her have a reaction to that. I think in this moment, to me, it does, it does read as just genuine. Like, yes, maybe there's a part of her that was like, Oh, this is great. We get to tell Katarina something that she didn't know. But also she knows what it feels like to be one of these people who didn't know about all this crazy time travel. And she's standing around looking at all these people who know so much more than she does. And I think I want to believe, I guess, like Grace said, that in that moment, she's like, no, we can't keep like not telling people what they deserve to know. We should tell her.
2: I kind of vibe with that, too, especially because the pair of them have such mirrored energy where she lost her husband. And again, uh, if we rewind like 10 days earlier before the stranger comes knocking on the door, like both of them are missing a husband and a son. Right. And there is this very shared trauma between them and against all odds, Hannah gets her son back like across the bridge of time. Right. And it's a different version of her son. And it takes a minute. But like she is very much like giving Katerina the knowledge in this moment to be like, look, like you need to know this. And it does feel like one of the few. Charitable and kind things that Hannah does across the show of like just basic humanity that she's showing to this other mother, you know. Yeah.
0: So Jonas in 19, 1921 is going to go to the cave. Uh, then we see Marta in the cave. She's saying, Sometimes I dream about Jonas. It feels so real as if he were alive. How can it feel so real if he's dead? And Francisca asks if they think uh, Jonas knew anything. Did he find something out he wasn't supposed to? Meg's like, I don't know, but the door's closed. Let's go. Um, and Jonas <laughs> lights his lantern in the cave. So I,
1: yeah. I lo- I was just gonna say, I love that she's like, sometimes I have dreams about Jonas, and nobody like I would have loved cool. for there to be like cool, just cool. a stray look between yeah. these teenagers of like, yeah. uh what?
2: <laughs> yeah, TMI, Marta. T M I Yeah. Uh
0: so we start to get uh Kat- Katarina, Charlotte's gonna drive Katarina to the to the caves.
2: Yes.
1: And first, before we even get into the bunker, there's like that harrowing scene of her it, it's brutal. Yeah. of of uh, and and I so you so sympathize with both sides. Right. You have yeah. Charlotte on the one side being like, listen, I'm going to show you. But like, I, I trust me, you you need to see it. I can't really explain it to you. And Katarina's like, just tell me, like, are they dead? What happened? You found them. And then Charlotte has to relent because she's like, All right, yeah, we found them, but it's complicated. And Katerina, just the look on her face, I would say, I guess. In this sense, and more kudos to dark casting because Marta's crying, Marta yeah. crying didn't fall very far from the tree as far as far as Katarina's crying. It got me that Katarina's
0: like teary in the car already. Like she's yes. like going through it uh these days, like and just she has
1: been, right, yeah. as we know for a long time. Yeah. Uh so they go in the bunker, and this is a semi-hilarious uh exchange, but also very sweet and like also sad. Uh yeah. They ask, <laughs> she's like, what is Hannah
0: doing here? Yeah, first question. What is what is she doing here? Yeah. It's a good question.
1: Uh, you, and then, you know, they kind of reveal, you know, you were right. Mikel was in the cave, but there was something else also in the cave, a kind of crack in time. She sees the newspaper. She sees this. Okay, we're going to get two scenes now with these adults in the bunker, and it is somewhat intercut with the children in the caves. But I'm mm-hmm. going to talk about the two scenes in the bunker that happen like pretty much back to back as like one long thing. But I think what is interesting is it kind of we're being juxtaposed the children versus the adults. But in fact, the adults in this bunker are acting more like children. The idea that Katarina is the principal of the school and she's like going in to basically what is a PowerPoint presentation of like, look, we have this thing to show you. We have these things on the wall and we would love you to listen to our idea or our, you know, school project. And, uh, of course, she doesn't believe it. Are you screwing with me? What is all this BS? Where are they? What's the truth? Uh, (laughs)
0: When when Hannah says it's true, she says,
1: shut your face.
0: No one asked you for your opinion. No one asked (laughs) you
1: incredible and especially incredible in light of hannah being the one as we said the one to be yeah. like we should talk at yeah uh Jonas, stranger Jonas now stands up like literally they're all sitting so childlike it's just it's an image that never escapes my mind uh them sitting there and Jonas here stands up uh and she's like oh another one who are you her new
0: lover <laughs> <About Hannah. laughs> actually no actually very much not so so i mean good. i love what her. is
2: this one her new mm-hmm. boy toy uh
0: yeah Yes, I am Jonas, her
1: son, your grandson, woof. She laughed. The
0: laugh is like, I can't even describe it. It's just like, it's like, it's like the, you, you broke her. You like, yeah, broke her. slightly
1: maniacal, yeah. but like yeah. under the circumstances, everything that she's been through, it's like, yeah, okay, this now, yeah. like that's, yeah. of course she feels this way. Um, and then we do, we do go back to the caves, but just to stay in the bunker for like ease of completion of this, of the scene, uh, so at this point, we have skipped over them telling them telling uh, Katerina some of the nittier, grittier details that we as viewers are already aware of. So she's kind of like going to help the audience along with where she is. She's like, OK, my husband is trapped in the 50s and my son is in the 80s. I mean, spoiler alert, they're both in the 80s right now, technically. Yeah. So that's good news for you. Katerina. That's true. Uh, you chose to leave him there because Mikkel is your father. Is that right, fake Jonas? And she's like, yes. And she's like. You know, I can't take this seriously. I love that she's like, What do you want, Yonis? Are you into money? Can you speak with the dead?
0: It's uh, a very two different very ideas, Sarah. It's just like, what do you yes. want? Money or can you speak with the dead? <laughs> dead
1: <huh? laughs> if you could speak with the dead, don't do it for free, right? Rich, you should charge for this. <laughs> yeah, precisely.
2: Monetize your skill set, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, and that's basically the end. Katarina's uh, Hannah's like, I was there, Katarina. I saw him, I saw Mikel, and she's like, You've all lost your minds. And yeah. I just again, the part that that always strikes me is it seems intentional for them to be cross-cutting between the kids and the adults. The adults here are kind of like at a loss as to what to do. They're just talking to each other about it. Whereas the kids who have now been abandoned by all the adults are like, let's be adults. Like we don't have any information, but let's go do something. We can't keep waiting for these uh, tortured adults who have trauma that they have now passed on to us and now given us more trauma by ignoring us. Uh, We can't wait for them. We have to like figure this out for ourselves.
0: I know it's 2020, but it gives me big, like, uh, 80s movie kid energy, Rich, of, like... Goonies and like what like let's go we're Gonna go million percent it's like huge
2: yeah. Amblin energy kind yeah. of uh yeah the kids know Way more than the parents do I love the Way that we like compartmentalize here Obviously like the people in the bunker At the end of season two it's going to be So important and we get like the beginning Of that energy happening here the whole Like lineup coming together on the wall Right like all this stuff is getting Placed and we know like this is the origin Point for like Claudia's whole kind of setup that she's gonna kind of have have in the future which is fascinating and then all of this like emotional back and forth the suggestion that like in a moment of honest human compassion hannah's like no we need to loop katarina and katarina just shows up like breathing fire all over hannah has like absolutely like no patience for any of this like bs and reacts quite frankly in a very uh typical dare i say or, or like predictable believable human way to this onslaught of impossible knowledge that she is been given of like okay this guy who i don't know is clearly scamming all of you You people are (laughs) lunatics Uh like what do you tell you You can talk to the dad like what is going on here what is going on right um the energy of it all is great and i do love you calling out ariel all of them sitting there on the bench watching her go through this process it's like they're all like yep yep Like denial, rejection. It's like the stages of grief almost, right? Where she's like really going through all this stuff in real time to like anger and it's going to attack them. But um, it's a very electric scene, right? And it just sets Katerina up awesomely. Uh, We don't like necessarily talk about the actors a lot, which is because their names are all German and difficult Mm. to pronounce. So we don't want to butcher (laughs) them. (laughs) But like Yordis Treble, like the actress playing Katerina is she like is just a powerhouse, right? I feel Like when she shows up on the show, her scenes are like so big and so commanding. And the reaction is like um, it feels so authentic every time there's just something about like this woman processing her grief that like transcends the medium of the television for me.
0: Yeah, she's pretty tremendous. I think they're all they're all really good in this. They really are. Yep. So you in the cave, Elizabeth feels the cave shaking. I feel like they're kind of trying to fake us out that this is Jonas, but it's actually Claudia, right? Claudia is the one time traveling at this time causing the shaking. Wait, no, isn't it
2: Bartas coming back and that's where they catch him? She feels the shaking and then Bartas comes right down the hallway. And it's like a big question of like, what was Bartas doing that we never get clarity? But like, he does come right down the hall after that, doesn't he? He's coming. He does. I kind of just like assume like
0: he's in the cave. He's just hanging out in the cave, but I guess it's true that he comes back. Yeah, I
1: interpreted it as like he was going to the cave because he was gonna travel. But I like I like I like what no, you're could, saying. It so Could be.
0: Claudia definitely tra- like we're going by the end of this whole segment, we're going to get Claudia just like walking out of the thing. But is she, yes. where is she at that? She ta- so she time-travels, right? Well,
2: she's going back from, like, 2020 to uh the, like, what, 80s, right? 80s Because she's yeah. going
0: to go see her dad. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So it could be Bartaj going somewhere. It also definitely is Claudia. Go- I feel like it's also, for sure, Claudia time-traveling. So whether it's also Bartage, I think, is it.
2: This is one of, like, the big questions. I think, like, so much of, of Dark we've talked about is, like, so well-laid out. Yeah. And I think you're spot-on that, like, Claudia is the only person that we definitively know is, like, traveling here. But... You just get Bartaz like, walking out of the darkness with the apparatus. And so I always presume he's coming back. And there are a lot of questions of, like, but what was he doing? Where is he coming from? And we don't have clarity on that yet, except that, like, what we know about Bartaz's ultimate fate, that, like, this poor Rube, he really does just exist to, like... Get the apparatus in the rest of the kids' hands and be like, this yeah. is how it works. So I could imagine, like, it it's kind of enunciating the point. It doesn't matter where he went. It only matters that he's here right now yeah. for them to catch him, you know? Yeah.
1: It only matters that he doesn't matter. <laughs> <Gosh>. mm-hmm. <laughs> I love no, I will never forget, Rich,
2: the moment where you <laughs> called him a rube. <laughs> well he is right uh we've been like talking about this like offline and like the, the dark channel and the discord but like i do think that on this rewatch more than any other i have such sympathy for bartaz's fate and his story i yeah. think that the showrunners masterfully put him in the role of like the heel in episode one episode two early in season one but, where he's a bit of a jerk and like he does stuff we don't like he, he screwed but they, over he they set him and,
0: up as the heel in the show that you think you might be watching which is like love triangle show like you kind of yes. think at the beginning like and it's to, in the same way that like when you think it's like kids are being murdered for weird creepy reasons, you're like well it could be alexander or peter or noah like like mm-hmm. it's the pre- you know they set up these like villains as like who are villains and then we find out that like they're all victims of like everything that's ha- except hannah probably uh but no everybody everyone is a victim of like all this stuff that's happening because people are trying to like repeat the cycle right but they're really good at the beginning of being like before you know what the show is yeah. we gotta make some people this is where the conflict has to come
2: from let us like set up your emotional perspective on this character and I just think they do it so well Bart does cause like in truth he doesn't really do a lot of terrible stuff going on it's forward. getting with
0: Marta which is like the whole crux of the show will end up being like we want Jonas and Marta to be together so it does feel like a pretty like you know yeah, yeah bad thing just like you know? get but, out of the way thank whatever. you no know, a a job kid.
2: well done we really didn't want to deal with that guy <laughs> anymore like get him out of the way yeah. yep
0: So Bartosh gets beat up. <laughs> and tied up, and they take his, and they take his, uh, and they take his time. So, so what's art, like yeah.
2: really fascinating art about stuff, yeah. this scene to me? A couple of things, but we shift to Elizabeth's perspective, and this is something mm-hmm. I don't think we ever do across the entirety of the show. Like there are clear filmmaking techniques that you can use to try to like orient the viewer in the perspective of a given character, but this is firmly like we are seeing this all through the eyes and hearing it through the ears of Elizabeth, the like deaf youngster in the midst of this while the other kids beat down tie up and then leave bar ties in this cave overnight like this is really cruel they go super hard right here you guys and dare i say ariel but it's all Marcus' call. Where, where poor Magnus, the knucklehead, is like, "What are we gonna do now?" Like he threatens to kill him if I find out had anything to do well, with Mads or my father, I will kill you. And you believe him because he's like wailing on Marcus. And then he's like, "Now what?" And Mark is like, "We're gonna take his suitcase and leave him here." Well, I mean, it could have been Magnus
0: too, but there is something to a Nielsen tying up a Tiedemann in the you know near the caves. Oh yeah, it's yeah. true. It could be, it could have been Magnus as well, but but yeah, Tiedemann being tied up, uh, not unusual for a name. Let's just leave you there
1: forever, yeah. said to myself,
0: yeah. Uh, The the, I it's a really good point. I clocked it too that we do get the sort of like you know, Elizabeth's point of view, and I am curious why they do it because this show is so thoughtful and so intentional, and so I'm trying to think. I mean, uh, I mean,
1: the whole time, even when they're walking, like they're walking into the cave, and she had the moment right before where she's as we already said like she's like okay we're going in there and then uh Francisca's like okay stay close to me but like she can't hear what i become more and more aware of especially on a rewatch is how much she is actually unaware of when they're talking yes. like yes she can read lips but if they're all turned around she can't understand what they're saying so like the idea of them giving I I don't know why I'm remembering that there might be an additional instance of this with her specifically, but I might be making that up, but it's at least the same character. So to me, it's actually like, I'm so glad they do it. And I'm not saying you're you're not glad, Grace, but to me, it's so glad I'm so glad they do it because they're giving uh, voice, for lack of a better word, to to how she is experiencing the world and it it must suck especially when you're that age and there are these annoying teenagers who are like in their kind of love triangle whatever and she's like okay I just don't want to get disappeared like Michael. So
0: that there's... is that that is her I just wanted to finish this point that is her father-in-law it's her yeah. father. Hartage is, so like right she like her his son she'll get with the son and and have Charlotte yep. Yes. So like there's the, I just you know not that I I do think it can just be in there because it's like we're going to highlight this versus a disability. It's a stylistic choice of like how kind of mean it is and how upsetting it would be. But I also just always think Dark has like some, there's like Like multiple reasons why it's, you know, it's like, you know, but I don't know.
2: I think there's two major reasons why they do it. And I think one is uh, it like tied back to the line of Elizabeth being like, wait, we're really going in there four children just disappeared. She is uh, objectively much less emotionally charged than any of the rest of them right all all the rest of these people are like deeply emotionally invested in what's happening here and like like too much so to the to the to the extent that like they're colored magnus is like this was his good buddy at the beginning of the show and yeah. he's like i will kill you i will yeah. Yeah. kill you as he ties him up and like beats him in the face right and so i think there's a little bit of like Elizabeth has a more objective perspective and we should keep that in mind I think the other half of it we get the closing shot of like Elizabeth yeah. it's not the very final shot of the episode but it's just about it's pretty hard and like firmly an antagonist and going to be holding the gun to Silja and like yeah. is maintaining this through line of the prophecy and I think part of the way her perspective evolves after the apocalypse is like a little bit informed by this moment and by the way that like yeah people are cruel and can do like really terrible cruel stuff and in fact like uh i i you know the way that she just is a little bit like prejudicial in her like views of others and like i'm gonna trust my own instincts more than maybe what people are telling me but what ariel's saying is like so salient with that second idea that i think that like so much information goes over her head because she can't hear what they are all talking about that it's easy for her to like end up kind of on an island in her perspective
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, which is another reason that I love uh, the other the other Elizabeth on the other side who is who can speak. So we get to hear her voice in the other dimension, which I think was like is it's, it's something that you see. It's something that they don't dwell on for a long time, but it's so like almost emotional to hear her to hear her voice and hear her express herself finally next season.
0: So Jonas is gonna to go to where the tunnel should be. He's gonna find his way through. The door is there, but nothing happens when he when he goes through it and he ends up at a dead end. Um he's going to crawl out and uh Noah will say, uh, "It's Hannah, really, it's not open yet. I love Jonas just looking around. <laughs> like who else is who else is here? That's uh, <laughs> yeah he's looking for Oilek. Yeah. Uh but no, uh who who uh, they're waiting for you, he says. Who? Sickmundus, the Travelers. Noah walks away, and Jonas follows him. We also get Katarina at the school. She goes into the teacher's lounge, looks through the class files, finds Michael Conwald, 6B, and finds the picture, his class picture, and just sad cries again. It's brutal. Yeah.
2: I love that she doubles back to the school, that after all of that, of her being like, people are all of it. You're like, this is all BS. She makes a beeline for the school to confirm everything they said,
0: right? Ulrich went through the files, right, of, like, uh, for, like, who – it's like and this is hard, it.
1: this is hard data. This yeah. is like something that yep. I can like really and and because as you said, Rich, because it's her school, right? She's the principal, she knows, she has like a trust yep. in the in the the facility, in the thing, in the drawers and the records uh being correct. And so for her now, it's just like the truth is is incontrovertible, as uh as Dumbledore once said.
2: Yeah, it's really good having her like double back here the way that it mirrors all Rick and both of them having like their own domains, their official domains that they are like verified. The beat yeah. before she goes there too is Clausen and, and Waller in the car, right? With the whole bit of like, what do we have here? We have a man eating cave, a nuclear power plant run by a man obviously hiding something, an inspector who seems to be hiding herself, and a town pool of people who cheat and betray each other. And it's the great like, so what happened to your eye? Like, oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Just don't tell me, oh my god, and we get a rogue Claudia sighting. Claudia, like crossing the street and almost oh. crashing their car to like look back at them. One of my favorite, like, it... subtle moments of okay. this whole series.
0: You got me. It's Bartosh's time traveling. We don't know where he goes because Claudia's not in the cave yet. She almost gets hit by the car and then she will time travel. So, I don't think it. I mean, you could, you could like map it up, but I feel like the show does a pretty good job normally of like, of lining everything. Yeah. When episodes are like, you know, chronological like this, I feel like they do a good job of this. So, I think actually, probably now as I'm thinking about it, it's probably Bartage in the cave because as well, and this, this beat of like what happened to Waller's Eye is so funny that they, they like, Never tell us. It's so it's fantastic,
2: especially because like he's like, all right, but you just you can't tell it. You
0: can't.
1: So <laughs> <tell I'm not>. you <laughs> like you think it's embarrassing. Like you're trying to fill in the blanks. What kind of thing would you, in his position, preface with? Okay, you can't tell anyone that this is how it happened.
0: It's so like, funny from the showrunners and the writers to just. Be it's like, fantastic. You know, I, I just have like this imagine. mystery that will never. And it's just a gag. Like it's a bit. It's a bit. It's so funny. We,
2: we should probably be like uh, speculating how it happened. There's part of me that like wants Waller to like go on of like, have you ever seen a cartoon? You know, when like the Roadrunner steps yeah. on the rake. Yeah. So last yeah. fall, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, show I show Bob that yeah. I yeah.
1: used to be. I used to have the ability to shapeshift, and I mm. was. Uh, like a coyote, like sometimes referred to as Wiley. Anyway,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Waller, Ki- Waller,
1: Wild, see Waller yeah. coyote. And to the point about uh, uh, Claudia in the the fact that she crosses I, the street and then she's like, okay, I'm just gonna go back into the
0: forest. And now. then and then Closet is just like, hmm, interesting, but it's not my <laughs> brother. We must go on. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> she's got high heels like clacking across the blacktop Pull with on the in suitcase, the like you know. that woods,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is and why she, you don't take the forest road. Yeah,
2: real. Wow. That's Might why I'm not forest road. Yeah. Um, she gives them this look where she's like so indignant that it. they were driving down the road <laughs> that she was crossing. You know what I mean?
1: Like I'm busy. I'm busy learning about the universe. Grace, there's a just, joke there, right? I With just can't. Red?
0: Yeah. Across, wait, wait, traveler
1: cross the, across the road.
0: road? To get to the other side. that's makes sense. I think that no, Forest Road. Why Forest side? Road? It's, it's, all, it's all
1: the same.
0: I just love Claudia. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Moving on. <laughs> all right. So, Jonas, Stranger Jonas, Hannah, Charlotte, Peter are in the bunker. That's what now. And so it doesn't matter. Everything will happen as it always does. And Peter's like, then why are you here? He said, There's a loophole uh uh he talks about adam so who's adam the leader of sick mundus he wants the last cycle to begin in three days i have to stop him that's why i'm here she tried he looks at the picture of claudia but in the end she became what we wanted to fight dun, yeah dun, dun.
1: i have to stop him from killing marta i was thinking i was like oh my yeah. god and then he gets the letter from marta which drives him off the path again yeah. and it's the whole like you can uh you can want what you will, but you can't will what you will. I think I butchered that previously. And it's like he's he's driven by this Marta thing. So, like, he's going to get... he's It's crazy that he's going to get driven off the path of saving Marta by... A letter from Marta. It's just, it's poor, poor stranger Jonas. He's really been through it. Yeah. Jonas yeah.
2: really does have a troubled path here. Uh, There's a great scene, you know, the idea that like, like Peter has, I think, such like an unenviable position where he's like mixed up in all of this and like really never gets any clarity, never gets any answers, pretty much only yeah. loses everything the further things go here, you know. Um, and, and yeah, the like beat as we're beginning to frame the adversity between Claudia and Jonas in a much like different light here right of like the stranger like oh she was trying to fight against it but in the end she became what she was fighting like great it's just great it's great setup for everything that's coming later
0: it's good um Claudia exits the cave Meanwhile, Jonas enters the church. He asks what we're doing here? And they say, Hanno says, "You're one of them." A tra- no, um, sorry. Jonas asks Hanno, "You're one of them, a traveler?" And he says, "Not yet, but I will be soon." And the door opens, and we see Noah. Noah says, "It must be strange for you to see me here, especially after our last encounter. Um, you've when already made I my acquaintance." You. Yeah, when I chloroformed you. Yeah, I trapped you in a bunker. Uh, Noah moves closer, and he says, "You finally want answers, don't you?" Yeah.
1: Mm, to mm. Noah's, it's a council of Noah's before a council of Jonas's.
0: That's right. I
2: love it. He's got the line at the end where he says, "You'll get answers in time." Oh, uh, <laughs> like, uh, uh, that's it. like when. It,
0: well, it's when the Jonas gets to the the uh, tan shop and he's like, "I'm here to talk about time." Dun dun dun. <laughs> it's very much the same. Uh, I do like. I they cut out the scene when they when they go in and they're like, uh ah, Young Hanno, old dad, Hanno. Young Adam, old Hano. Adam. Oh, young Adam, old dad. Young Jonas, they're like <laughs> introducing each other and they right. that's like young. the Spider
1: Man, like the Spider Man yes. pointing meme.
0: Young Noah meet old Noah, old Noah meet young Jonas, young Jonas, meet old Adam, you know. Um, we um, get a montage. For, yeah. For
2: we, Noah, a guy yeah. who does like end up pretty screwed by the end of all this <laughs> too, like we <laughs> hated pretty badly. Like, it's uh-huh. like this is one of his like big moments here where he gets to like meet uh like the dumbest version of Jonas of like sure. young Jonas and be like, You've already made my acquaintance. <laughs> There's like big like Dr. Evil energy to Noah in the scene where I feel like he's yeah. like just holding back like hilarious like laughter. At, like his delight in this situation, you know, he really is just like chewing up the scenery in this church. <laughs> it's like, he's bringing like Jonas down into like this, this scary Sigmund's basement. To I me
0: forgot back, that it's know? like not part of the church is actually like in the, in the weird, like oh, the yeah, so far thing. into the caves, you know,
1: the catacombs, right. It's a different yeah. cave, but the yeah. idea that Noah, what's fascinating to me is like, Noah already has the pages of the rest of the notebook. Mm-hmm. So he already knows uh, that, like, he already has all this information and he's kind of just biding his time, I guess, right? Until he tries to kill... Adam. Well, I think
2: he knows that he needs to sustain the cycle. This is yeah. the big, like, dramatic irony again and again and again. Like, he needs to preserve this moment so that Jonas gets sent to the future so they can become besties, to work on the portal, to build the anomaly, to, like, send it right. back so he could get the pages, to learn the truth so that he could try to go in and shoot... Jonas, right? right like, right, yeah, it's, it's just like all of them are trapped in this foregone conclusion of like, must preserve the cycle. <laughs> they yeah, all must have, pretend like, these...
1: to be interested in what my younger self is saying.
2: Exactly. They all have like these moments of inflection points, right? But he is, yeah, just like biding his time to like get into the room and take that shot, you know?
0: Yeah, So we get a montage. Uh, David as The World Retreats. Again, another phenomenal song choice here. Uh, Bartosh is tied up in the cave. Katarina's looking at a school picture and the photo of her family as Marta and Magnus come home. Francisca and Elizabeth look at an empty couch signaling their parents are still not around. Noah opens the door to an elevator. Klausen writes, Alexander Caller, very big on the whiteboard. <laughs> Uh, the adults leave the bunker Jonas Noah and, and Hannah go down into the cave and Claudia goes home and sort of tucks in Regina as she's sleeping on the couch it's all very good Um, I don't know if this one uh, in, the, in the like we haven't been like ranking the montage but I often feel like there's something there's like a very like uh, I guess everyone here is going somewhere I guess or coming it's not quite yeah it's not quite well, as good as the other ones I think but it's good.
2: I think that the way it ties in with the end, we'll talk about it, like Adam's kind of final lines to Noah. But I mean, they are all part of like the family, I think. Right. That Everybody that you see in the montage. and the, the But I'm with you, Grace, where this is like compared to some of them that are so extraordinarily like. They're just like powerful. hitting every
0: beat. Like yes. everybody's you're like everybody's story is like the same, yep. but like at a different time.
2: Yep, this one's like a little thinner. The big thing that gets me is with the kids, especially the way like Magnus and Marta are coming home to Katerina, who was like completely absent. Like she might as well not be there. She's like so lost in her own emotional void that she's like this absentee parent uh, with like Francisca and Elizabeth coming home to literal absentee parents who are like just gone because they're in this bunker. Like that's the most powerful emotional beat of all of that for me
0: while claudia is going to visit regina who won't see her and she's an absent yes, parent as well yes, yes yeah I get. yeah there is some stuff here. where are yeah. all
1: the pizza boxes like clearly these kids aren't being cooked dinner <laughs> by their parents like i don't know what are they eating like i'm not saying i want the show to go into that but this is wild these parents are just like that's ah, fine we got time travel to figure out the kids yeah. are fine yeah.
2: yeah european sensibility cereal
0: yeah, Ooh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right silja's in the power plant she goes to leave and we hear a gun cock it's elizabeth uh what are you doing in here um and uh silja's gonna ask what is that in there you knew it was here you were lying to us the entire time what is it they say uh, uh, uh elizabeth can say they say it's a piece of god but really it's a piece of the devil it's a pretty bad pretty badass line elizabeth i'll say she
1: doesn't like it rich she doesn't like it at all
2: she does not like it one bit she does not like this devil particle oh my I do think again like I mean it's really thin but I think it kind of like um when we go back to that scene in the like cave and like Elizabeth's point of view to some degree like that kind of violence this notion that she's able to buy into like God and the devil to any kind of degree right and like even like my good sister even like these kids who like I like my friends can like be pushed to this degree that like there's evil in all of it right from the the minute that that she's introduced to like Time travel in that yeah. cave. That's yeah. like the beginning of her indoctrination with yeah. all of this. Like,
0: it just pollutes people, right? But the, the big map that she's looking at, I believe, has a, a like, some people are like blowing on the thing. I think it's like a god and a devil as well. Like, even the map has the multi worlds. I think I'd have to go. Oh, back yeah. It's, it's
2: very much like yeah. the two worlds. And there's this man and the woman on either side blowing man on it woman. with like the heliocentric, like kind of sun
0: in it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Noah and Hannah are talking uh, the prophecy. How did it arise? So Noah's looking at the missing pages in the book that he has. They're not missing anymore. Uh, Hanno asks, the book, who wrote it? He says, whoever it was uh, who wrote it had already seen the future in the past. What will happen next? Uh, Hannah asks, and Noah says, Adam will send you on a path that has been predetermined. Oh, sorry. Adam will send Jonas on a path that has been predetermined for him. So the last cycle can begin. Um, then we get Adam and Jonas uh' is looking at this painting. I don't know have you, I, I feel like I always go to when there's like a thing that's like uh in the, it's on the background, but like this paint do you know about the painting? do we do any of us know about the painting? I meant to look it up, and I forgot it's it's okay. kind of nice it's terrifying i don't think i would have that, the, one
2: right. the, the one in the Big, one in the sick cave is a yeah. very
0: famous painting yeah of like
2: the burning angels uh i i i don't remember the off the top apocalypse. of my head i've looked it up the in fall the past of the, dam,
0: the fall of the yes. dam is the painting yeah by
2: is it botticelli am i making that up it's like a very Peter
0: f- paul rubens Is it paul rubens uh 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 what is it? Pee Wee's Playhouse. Pee Wee and Pee Wee. This actually famous from, from 1620. <laughs> <First> <laughs> famous painting from 1620. Yeah, yeah, it
2: was a piece of the set from Pee Wee's Playhouse that they didn't feature much. Um, yeah.
0: Yep. yeah Fall of the dam that makes sense it's like yeah um he looks at the blueprints they, these seem to be different blueprints than these are like the other time machines i believe and he says mm-hmm. you must have a lot of questions traveling doesn't leave one unscathed the human body isn't equipped for it on a continual basis uh this is shall we begin and jonah's like no i don't want to begin anything i want this to end all of it he says don't worry it will <laughs> all end that is inevitable your end my end Upon a closer examination, everyone's end. It's like, who are you? Adam moves closer. He says, don't you know? And he reveals his neck scar. <sighs> Jonas is like crying and backs up, says that can't be. And Adam says, I am you. Every stone is once again where it belongs. Everyone in the place they were destined to be. Now all that's needed is a little push. Uh,
1: two things. First, <laughs> I loved when uh, Adam is like, yes, in the future you will become a human raisin. Yeah. Uh, and Jonas is like, no, 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 no it's, it's not true. Uh, but this line, all, all that's needed is a little push. This is what the Joker says in mm. The Dark Knight. Like this mm. very, we have a character in Adam who is extremely nihilistic. Like we come, we don't really quite know it yet, but we will come to learn actually And the fact that he uses that same line that the Joker used, who was also a a famous nihilist, right before Adam is about to kill Marta in at the end of the season, he says, I told you all the pieces are in place. All you need is a little push. This is crazy. Like, I I just when I realized he was the Joker, I was like, "Okay, that's all I needed to know. He's the Joker. Enough said. really famous Joker.
0: Yeah. Christopher Nolan.
2: I, I love the other half of it, too. On clo- it's the, your end, my end. On closer ex- inspection, it's everyone's end. Uh, because, like, yeah, all of them, like, originate from him, right? All of these photos in the back we don't understand yet are, like, actually yep. connected with this big, like, cyclical DNA family tree loop, right? And and Adam trying to, like, break it is really powerful. Also, the mirroring of, like, the imagery it really struck me this time yep. of, like, Jonas with the neck binding and Adam with the collar the whole yep. time. All of that energy, like, it, it just uh you know it's a great moment right and and like i'm sure a lot of people like smelled it coming but i just was like so shocked i remember the first time i, I took it in i, I think it's it hard time. for me to like have the same impact on
0: rewatches but it's a mind-blowing moment right it is it is i don't think i saw it the first time that's because i'm like everyone gets two there's been two of you everyone gets two actors to play the same character and they're, right. they're like actually yeah um you and you should see it with that's the face. Important. I feel like you're, you should see it coming, right? Like with the, the fact that he's you so sh- scarred. You, know? you should see it coming,
1: and I similarly did not see it coming. I mean, yeah, I watched it on a binge, but like, still, it's just it's so good, and I love the idea of in the one case of the two Yonises, they they kind of didn't tell you until like the end of season one, right? Like there was this long period of time where you're kind of like left to dwell, and here is like, oh, we're just going to tell you like early in the season what's actually going on because it's yes it's important to the plot but it's i think it's like a subversion of what you expect to learn and even if you do see it coming i think if you're one of those people who's not coming you don't think that it's going to be revealed this early and it's just once he says don't you know i'm like
0: oh no i do know now that you said that yeah the thing for me rich is that like i think i when i when this happened i actually i don't know that i was i think i was probably completely stunned but i was also like uh oh I don't know if this will work. I actually was very very worried about the idea mm-hmm. that like how do Jonas and Stranger Jonas how can they possibly become him? Like how mm-hmm. can that possibly happen? And I actually thought to the point of when you watch a show and you know the outcome, sometimes it can be harder to and and in a in a way it it like I know that this is what the show has always been, but it's it telling you so pointedly, Yes. no matter what Jonas and Stranger Jonas do, they will become Adam. So yes. there's not there's nothing, and until there's like a moment where you can think, okay, how do they break out of that? That they that they will end the cycle, which is like the thing that's being, you know, the bad guys are saying we have to complete the we have to, you know, we have to go through the cycle. So you're like, okay, hopefully they can break it. But I got very nervous about this idea that like, and I think just sad. I'm like, I don't want a little Jonas to be to become mm-hmm. Adam. I was mm-hmm. very nervous when this happened, and I feel like it's a testament to the show that they can make this whole thing work.
2: No, it's tremendously impressive, right? I mean, it's um, it's this Hitchcock theory of like, you know, you tell the audience there's a bomb under the table and it creates much more suspense in watching the scene than if they didn't know that they were there and the bomb's going to go off, right? Uh, This this setup here is like tremendous and it just allows them... The fact of the matter is, yes, Grace, you're a billion percent right. It is dangerous ground for them to tread, to tell us like, look, this is the end result of this character's emotional journey. Uh, So much of this show is rooted in Jonas as our our like protagonist, our point of view character that we're very on board with him as we're following him while he changes learning all of this stuff, right? And if we know where his emotional journey is going to land, like how well, that? How can we do that effectively? But they just nail the whole concept that like it's about the journey, not the destination. Like the fact that he ends up this guy is perhaps the least important part of the rest of this story, yeah. right? We need to yeah. establish it now. And I know we talk, uh, you, you talk often about it Grace, where you're like, it comes so early The fact that they held it in season two And then the point that like they reveal it Pretty early on in the season here
0: like We hadn't met Adam until episode one of True yeah
2: and we're four episodes through Which like I think even just dropping down From like ten to four Is like we're losing a lot of real estate To tell a season of television And story that's like 20% of your Footage you know Um, That's like a meaningful amount Of time that they have to like lose And like compress to get all this done And it's just handled so effectively uh as we get this like reveal Jonas is shocked we're shocked the end of the episode beat, and it's gonna like set us up for a lot but i'm with you grace where there was like a real danger that they played with like they put their hand pretty close to the hot stove here but they do it masterfully and, and we're
0: here you're doing real- the full show ariel so i think it <laughs> works out pretty well
2: <laughs> uh the
1: idea that like we we I think you you said something a little bit about this, I think, earlier, Grace, when like you feel like you have a handle on what the show is at this point. And even though they're like mm-hmm. filling in a lot of these spaces in between these broader strokes, you are like, OK, the, the show seems to be growing maybe now sideways much more than it's growing upwards, if that metaphor makes sense. Uh, and like the thought of. And then I just had the thought of like, oh, but we're as we say around here, we're really just getting started as we're like halfway through the season, because ultimately where the season will end and how much more complicated this, not just this story, but this this universe or these sets of universes, as we will come to learn, actually are is like, it's incredible. And again, to how how uh, effective the show is, but also like. You feel so confident right now in this in this moment. When this reveal comes, you're like, ah, yes, it's all making sense, kind of. And then for to think that it's gonna get even more complicated is something that at least for me was unthinkable at this point.
0: Yeah. All right. That is the episode. Let's do our MVP LVPs. Uh, for LVPs, or we did get some feedback. So Eric Divestein has says he gives his LVP point to Noah says, nobody likes a guy who smirks annoyingly, doesn't fully answer your questions, and introduces you to their future self. Charlotte and Peter, close seconds for banning their children, but ultimately he will give his LVP point to Noah. Whereas Steve says, my LVP point this week goes to all of the parents of Wyndon. While you are all <laughs> busy hanging out in a creepy cellar, learning that time travel is real, your kids are left completely unattended to at home. To fend for themselves with no clue where you even are. Shockingly irresponsible. I think fair points all around. So uh, half a point to the Vinden parents and half a point to our good buddy, Noah. Uh, Do either of you want to start off with an LVP point this episode?
2: Um, Gosh, LVP point.
0: um, It's pretty tricky. I don't know that a lot of people... Deserve LVP points this
2: week. Yeah, I see
1: a lot of MVPs. I don't see a lot of. I LVPs.
2: almost want to give it to like Klausen for not pushing harder on what happened to Waller's eye right there. He was <laughs> close, man. He could have gotten the answer. You're we gonna, all Waller,
0: Waller almost hit Claudia.
2: <laughs> it's true. That's true. Waller, not a very good driver. <laughs> His other eye could have been
1: injured if, you know, yeah. they had stopped even yeah. more short. That could have been. Dull. I think.
2: I, I, can I just give it to, to, to Both Charlotte and Peter Like the yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, Like I'm very specifically yeah. Giving it to them like come on man You're a psychologist and a police chief And the pair of you have like both abandoned Your yeah. children <laughs> this is like such a Failing a dereliction of duty Professionally uh, parentally Emotionally like I don't know if I want To go the entire town of Wyndon Though I think that's a fair call Steve uh, I love Charlotte Peter maybe yeah. is like a little less You know flamboyant and fantastic Fantastic, but like it's a big fail there you just left your kids at home and one of them has a black hole in their butt it could destroy the entire house I don't know what
0: bad cause i'll jump on that train. i think i'll give uh i'm gonna split i'll give like half a point to peter half a point to charlotte and then together we've each given them yeah we've the each point. made one that's fair yeah. yes mm-hmm. okay cool what about you ariel where are you gonna give your lvp point to i think
1: i'm gonna go klausen Honestly, it's not even the eye thing, which I actually fully agree with Rich that he doesn't maybe half of 35 percent of my point is the eye thing. The rest of the point for Clausen is you see this beautiful, striking woman cross the street and you say interesting, but you don't think that you should pursue her if for no other. Like we know his motivation is just just find out about his brother. But the fact that he wasn't even more interested in Claudia is clearly uh you know, just shows us the kind of person he is. So,
2: screw you. I'll possibly. be honest. Part of me wanted to give it to Marta, but I'm afraid to do it live on air with Ariel here. She led the charge to t- tie breathe. up our ties
0: and abandon him in the cage. Grace right
1: mentioned Katarina breathing fire.
0: I would be on this podcast.
1: Breathing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you talked about, uh, Claudia being striking. She almost was stricken this episode. Uh, good she thing. Is. She's so striking. It's probably how uh, Waller <laughs> barely saw canceled, her. They cancel each other out. She's yeah. so
1: striking that he couldn't strike her. That's she's right. stopping traffic out there. Yeah. All right.
0: right. Hannah continues to lead the board of seven points. Katarina at six and a half. Bartosz and Helge at four. Clausen now at fifth place with three and a half points. Charlotte tied for six with three points. Um, let's do MVP points. Let me read out, uh, Eric says uh claudia for figuring out how to use a computer there are people who did not miss the 33 years from 1987 to 2020 that would do worse um and steve tax on claudia you traveled 33 years into the future to the year 2020 seeking answers you went to the local library now as a savvy and successful businesswoman i've no doubt you're proficient with computers of 1987 nevertheless to sit in front of such an advanced device with no prior knowledge or experience with the technology of the previous 33 years and actually figure out how to work the thing That's amazing. You're so smart. Sure. You had to ask a couple questions, but you did it. You got the information you were after. For the second week in a row, his MVP point goes to Claudia Tiedemann. So together she gets a collective one point from from Eric and and Steve. There are a lot of people I think you could look to give uh, points to here. I do think claudia is great this episode Mm -hmm. um i even i think clausen i I mean i think you get gets a lot of info uh i think charlotte i know we gave her lvb points but also she does tell katarina
2: um she controls the situation pretty well i feel like charlotte's like a good argument she's been like close to me where she is able to like get hannah to tell her what's going on uh she like controls the like you know informing katarina i don't know that's tricky
0: yeah, she could get both an LVP and an MVP this week. Um, Jonas, I think you could give the point, too. He, you know, does a lot. I mean, he does get told by, you know, by anybody. He does a lot this episode. He, he's shot in the leg, in the neck, and he time travels. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Killing it. What I don't think? I'm going to give
1: mine, too. Okay, go for it. I don't have to look very far.
0: <laughs>
1: it's Marta, okay? No! no Marta. Listen, <laughs>
0: listen to me. Listen to me
1: she she has a sex dream about Jonas. what is more human she wakes up and then she's like fully at that point she's she has like ostensibly reached her wits end right she's like i'm over this i'm not gonna babysit elizabeth which was cruel that she didn't say hello but whatever i'll give her i i think i will revisit the idea of giving her an lvp point down the road but she's like I want to know information. Let's go figure this out. She's the one that's like, "Let's leave Bartosh because we're not going to get answers otherwise," which actually bears out in the next episode when they're when Bartosh does finally tell them something. So like, I'm just saying Marta's out here adulting in a way that she is shouldn't have to because the adults are not adulting. So, good for you, Marta. Yeah. I appreciate you.
0: I'm going to give mine to Charlotte. I think that, uh, I think she's so good in the conversation with, with Katarina and is like, yeah, we got We got to tell her, but I'll, I'll do it. Taking all our responsibility. I gave her a half a point for being a bad parent. So I'll give her a one point for being the MVP of the episode. What do you think, Rich?
2: Yeah, I think that's supremely fair. I think that I'm just going to give it to Jonas. I've been struggling a little bit with like Jonas doesn't necessarily learn incredibly important stuff this episode, though he does get the big revelation on the end through no like recognizance of his own. I mean, he's very much just kind of like floating through the tide, but in the same way he learns what uh, year it is. Yeah, he does. He did get a good answer to that. He does like never answer the question of like, oh, refugee. Like he plays that whole part of the thing well. He bet he f- he did cut that log down off screen too. He, did do that. That. he did, did do that. He did do that. That was impressive. I mm-hmm. think I just am afraid that uh, Marta's going to run away with the MVP points for episodes <laughs> that she's only in like two scenes of where she beats the other Thies characters, of and, like her ex boyfriend, so, no
0: less. In yeah. that,
2: like, in that, like, uh, vein of thought, I just want to make sure, like, Jonas is able to run the duration with
0: her. Let's give it to yonas hey. Move forward now. Yeah. Rich, this Myrna only has four more episodes. To <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> we're gonna, I think we're going to have to split the points. Listen, we're, we're not
1: differentiating in the points between... I ones, don't know that we've decided so... it yet. I don't know that uh, we've <laughs> said. Uh, fine. I, th-
0: I think we actually said, for now, we were going to definitely give it to the same... Like, Ariel. if you're giving it to Stranger yonas that's the same as mm-hmm. Adam... But I don't mm-hmm. know that I think we said we were gonna leave it on the table for a bit okay, before we would decide two, multiverse versus we'll Yeah. Ariel it's just made different. a face
2: like when Noah reads the pages <laughs> that he gets to grab That was shocking. Marta, no that was shocking. Yeah.
0: Losing all her points. No. Uh all right, for the MVP leaderboard. That's still Jonas still ahead. Uh seven points. Marta at second with five. Elizabeth with right. four and a half. Uh Ulrich and Charlotte both with four points. Uh what do you rate the episode? I'm, I think I want to give it, I, you know what, as I was talking about, I thought I was going to give it full three. I'm going to dock it just one little point because a point of a point, just because I I critique that montage. I can't be like, if I'm critiquing that little montage, I'll give it just a little bit less. And I also feel like there, there are powerful scenes, but there's not like the, like, I I don't know how much, like the, the Adam reveal is big, but almost, I don't know that there's, I mean, I guess the Katarina's, I mean, it's really good. I'll give it 2.9
1: i have to be honest with myself in this yeah. moment and um i like this episode more than some of the previous ones from the season so yep. i have to give it a three it is my first three i held off i was a yeah. little bit skittish
2: yeah but
1: to you 2.4 i give you a three
2: yes wow I, I'm worried. I think I hate dark, you guys. I want to give it a 2.8 <laughs> 2. Uh, because I've like kicked out a three. I'm not sure if I did a 2.9 this season. Like, oh, you
0: have not. You did a three, a 2.6, a three, and a 2.8.
2: A yeah. two point six. Who the hell was here? Are you episode, sure that was me?
0: Episode two. Yeah, that was you. That yeah. was me
2: from a different reality, Grace. What are we doing here? I don't know. Oh my God! We're going have have To be to fair, a two point
0: six. Who was that guy? I I, I did mean- do. I went back and did some converting of a previous episodes when when I had a one to five system in the thing. And if you take a four out of five, that's a two point four. So, like, when you think about that, where you are like. You could go oh, like, yeah. to All say four out of five is a like two point, right?
2: 90 and a hundred is clearly yeah. like what's happening here. Yeah. yeah I'm going to say like, you know, realistically, then I'll, I'll go down to like two, seven. I think, I, yeah. I think it's a really good episode, but I like loved last week so much. I think there are some that like, I find absolutely riveting on a rewatch. And yeah. I just think that this one, while to your point, Grace, people are doing stuff. It is like advancing our plot forward. It gives us a couple of benchmarks. Like other than the Adam reveal, it doesn't have like the explosive moment that a lot of other episodes of dark do and like yeah
0: totally fair uh the audience ends up giving this one a 2.7 uh so they're right there with you philly okay they liked last week's episode the least actually at a 2.4 i know i know um yeah so that is our episode four coverage we'll be back next week with our episode five coverage let me see if i have the episode title i like to give the episode title and I don't have it right in front of me season 2 episode 5 is read the, the title. German title it's Vam yeah. Suchen und Finden oh that's uh, Francisco that's, <laughs> I think it's actually uh, that one stands for that's not the real Marta uh, <laughs> oh my God. I,
1: can't. I, I will travel through uh-huh. space and time to reach you
0: great. well you know what actually like uh, it's okay because they're never hearing this because you've gone back into the past and edited out all the times I said
1: that's uh, right. That's not
0: the real Martha. Right. So, so if you're um, hearing
1: this, you're existing outside of the current of the real timeline.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's now good for you. Next episode is called Lost and Found. Uh Lost and Found is next week's episode. So we'll be back to chat. Uh, Rich, in the meantime, what else you got going on? Uh, all
2: kinds of stuff. The Mandalorian is kicking it. We're coming to the end of Mando season three. I've been hanging out with Mike doing the, the immediate recaps, a feedback show later in the week with Brendan and LT, which has been very, very fun. Uh PSRPGs, Grace. We just wrapped yeah. up our last of us series where you and Grace or you and Jess joined me with Stuart. We had an absolute blast with that. It's been super fun. So yeah. Mandalorian PSRPG uh coming up next couple of weeks for that. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Twitch.tv/slash dmphilly, go follow me over there to see me playing dungeons and dragons with a bunch of our friends and i'm at dm philly on twitter my dms are open um oh i should say actually uh josh wiggler and myself are going to be covering oh, the yes. show from starring harold Perrineau, which probably you haven't watched but you should you got time to get caught up before season two premieres um i have been binging that to get caught up and it. it's very cool and i'm very excited uh so coming soon to you coverage of from
0: let me wow. give uh, a four letter a four letter word TV show title uh from and dark. Uh and also Ooh. uh I believe I, I think that it's like, you know, it's a guy who is on Lost. We talk about Lost all the time. Dark, there's mm-hmm. some similarity between Lost and Dark, so I think.
2: Uh, there's, I a, yeah, I mean, clearly uh, Bo and Yanta, like, huge Lost fans. I think there's a lot of shared DNA between From and Lost, especially these folks know that they have Harold Perrineau and they're certainly making a show that appeals to a lot of the folks who would love Lost. And there's some definite dark connectivity, too, in terms of, like, some of the absolute weirdness going on in the show. Uh, The tone, the subject matter, it's heavy, it's intense. There's a lot of strange stuff happening in a very small town. So in that way, if you're, like, really vibing with dark you probably find something to love about from
0: there we go ariel what about you what do you got going on
1: (sighs) i'm not covering from clearly i just found out uh (laughs) i am (laughs) covering uh movies with you grace as always we covered uh big week mario brothers air we covered air oh that wig
0: oh i'm so angry.
1: um wow uh <laughs> ben affleck's wig uh, Rich. Look affleck's it up. It's enough I mean... to make me want to go see it yeah, yeah. yeah um still fun uh and also covering great expectations the yeah. fx on hulu show with you grace that's been super super fun Yep. also coming toward the end i think we're in the last two episodes of that yeah coming we're to on the, the, end uh, of
0: that. the penultimate episode penultimate
1: yeah and um yeah, I think that's I think it's everything. No, it's not everything because I also cover Grey's Anatomy yeah. with Chappelle once yeah. a month, and we had yeah. a truly, truly unhinged episode that was a lot of fun to record. Uh, that just came out this week, so look out for that as well, please. I'm on Twitter at that other Ariel.
0: Uh, I'm covering Succession, doing the immediate recap with Josh and Jess and then the deep dive with Dr. Amanda. We had Karishma Patel from Survivor on this week. It was very fun. Uh, I'm also covering Yellow Jackets, doing the immediate uh, recap with uh, Josh and Jess as well. And I think everything else I'm doing was mentioned. So I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. We'll be back next week with another episode of Dark. Until then, ultimate fist bump. Ultimate, ultimate, ultimate fist bump. Fist bump.